1: Recorded live. So we're grateful. Our topic tonight is pretty much uh, are you up to the task or are you up to the challenge? Are you up to the challenge? And I want you to uh, think about this particular topic in the light of the calling of God on your life with regards to some of the instructions that he's given you and also uh, concerning the will of God and what he wants done during these last and evil days. so delighted to be able to share the word of God. I never take the word of God for granted. This word is so powerful. This word is life-changing and it can sustain you when nothing else can, is the word of God. The focal point is the ninth chapter of the Acts of the Apostle, and the primary subjects are two people, Saul and Ananias. The Bible says in the verse, uh, verse number 1 in the ninth chapter, and Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogue, uh, that if he found any of them that are in this way, that are as Christians, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. And you notice that uh, even on the uh, the, uh, the networks uh, they're showing the Bible series, and the last recording uh, had to deal with the calling of Saul, and it's very interesting how that took place. And uh, so if you get a chance to see uh, the Bible on on TV, go ahead and see that. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty good, and uh, it's very accurate with regards to the scriptures and some of the events that took place. And the Bible says in verse 3, And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. And he said, It's hard for you to kick against the pricks or the golds. And he, and he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what would thou have me to do? And you notice that there was no uh, request from the Lord from him to do anything. But he knew the power of God and that it had to be the authority of God that was beckoning him. And so it was quick for him to say, what will you have me to do? He knew there was an assignment on his life. He knew that there was something special that was going to happen in his, in his life. And now this is where that something special actually occurred. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told you yes. what thou must do. All right? And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice and seeing no man. I'm going to go ahead and put everybody on, on mute at this point, and we'll unmute you toward the end of the uh, the lesson. And so we see then that Saul then arose from the earth, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man, and they led him by the hand and brought him to Damascus. And he was three days without sight, and neither did eat or drink. So we see the apostle uh, Paul, whose name previously is Saul, he's Saul at this point, and this is, he, not, he had not I, been identified as Saul as Paul rather just yet, because this is his calling, and the Bible says then that uh, at Damascus there was also uh, a disciple by the name of Ananias, and you notice how the Lord then begins to orchestrate His will by making a connection with Ananias, and he said to him uh, in a vision, uh, he called him, he said, here I am, Lord. So the Lord is calling Saul, but he also previously called Ananias. I just want you all to understand something this evening. There is a calling on your life, and I just want you to be mindful of that. There is a calling on your life. And the Lord said to him, arise and go into a street which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth. And he saw in a vision named Ananias, saw a vision of a man named Ananias, as coming in and putting his hand on him, that he might receive his sight. So you see here then that uh, Saul is already seen in the vision Ananias coming to him and laying hands on him to receive his sight and to receive the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. And so uh, Ananias answered and said in verse 13, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he has done to thy saints at Jerusalem. And here... He has authority from the chief priests to bind all they call on your, on your name. In other words, he knew that Saul had already had authority to arrest and persecute anybody in Damascus that calls himself a Christian. So he's very leery of this situation. But the Lord says in verse 15, go your way. Go do what I ask you to do, for he is a chosen vessel unto me. To bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel, for I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. And you know, it's very uh, important to know that you've got two men. Both of them have been called, their lives are going to intersect. Understand that Ananias has been given a assignment. After he does his assignment, you don't hear very much from him uh, from this point on, but his assignment was very clear. He was supposed to go to the house of Judas, ask for Saul, and put his hands on him and allow him to receive his sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And it happens, as you see in verses 17 through 18, he did just that. And he remained with the disciples in Damascus after Ananias takes up enough courage and is up to the challenge to go to the house of Judas and to lay hands and pray for uh, Saul that he would receive his sight and be sealed with the Holy Ghost. That was his work. Now, I'm sure he did other things as a disciple of Christ, but this is the one noteworthy thing he did that basically connected him with one of the greatest evangelists known in the New Testament. And so what we do is extremely significant because somebody's life is tied into your and my obedience to God. And Ananias, though he was somewhat uh, careful in his uh, response to the Lord. He knew it was God. You see, he never doubted whether it was God talking to him. He was just a little bit leery because he didn't want to get killed by, by Saul. So he was a little bit hesitant. But at the same time, he still obeyed. What am I saying? You may, a little, you may be a little bit leery. You may be a little bit fearful. But when God asks you to do something, you need to be up to the challenge. Ananias was up to the challenge. Uh huh. He was willing to do it in spite of his fear. And sometimes to do the will of God, we've got to do his will even when we're afraid. Hallelujah. And see, his obedience launched the ministry of the Apostle Paul. His obedience, the Bible says, verse number 20, and straightway he preached Christ in the synagogues that he is the Son of God. Hallelujah. You see, there was an immediate response on the part of Saul when Ananias came to him because his coming to him was confirmation to Saul, that this thing really is of God, because when he called, uh, you know, the name of Saul would come in and inquire, he was just willing to receive it. And, oh, that was a phenomenal event there, because mm-hmm. now the Apostle Paul's life would never be the same. His life, Saul's name, would never be the same. Hallelujah. I want you to recognize that there are many times in our lives when we will be afraid. But if you're going to be afraid of anything, be afraid knowing that God is about to do something great in your life and that you'll never have to be afraid again. Hallelujah. I want you to just realize that also when when the Lord gives you a challenge, it's already fixed. God's going to work that thing out because the Lord never calls somebody to do something to have them fail. We don't serve a God that fails. We serve a God that specializes in things that seem to be impossible. We're serving a God that knows exactly what he's doing. All he wants you to do is connect with impossible things that we might categorize as being until we realize that the Lord. He can do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. He's able to do that. And so because the uh, because Saul obeyed the Lord from that point on, it solidified everything that took place by him getting his eyesight back and receiving the Holy Ghost. He just went forth from that point on and did the will of God. Mm. All the the things he had to suffer for the Lord. The Lord had already told him, you're going to suffer a whole lot of things for me, all right, and uh, for my name's sake. But at the same time, mighty wonders, miracles were done through this man's life. Hallelujah. Two men, both of them, needed to be obedient unto God. Thank the Lord for Ananias, a man seemingly in obscurity, and when he does the will of God, He goes right back into, you know, obscurity. Not really well known in the Bible, but yet his act of obedience was significant. I want you to know that what you and I do in obedience to God is always significant. Think about David when he accepted the challenge to to fight Goliath. He accepted that challenge. And it was a tremendous challenge. Nobody was courageous enough to fight Goliath, but David did. Even when Saul put his armor on him, David said, I haven't proven this, this, uh, this armor. It, it, it doesn't fit me well. And so he was able to take what God had given him, got five smooth stones out of the brook, but it only took one to knock out Goliath and David even took Goliath's own sword and cut his head off. And that boy's life was never the same because he took on the challenge. He was up to the challenge. David never had to go back to his own home again. He would eat at the king's table. He never had to worry about money anymore in his life. All of his finances were taken care of. Everything that he needed was, was uh, provided for him out of one mighty act of obedience, out of accepting the challenge to face that Philistine, it changed David's life forever. Hallelujah. Even uh, the, uh, the prophet Isaiah, when, when the Lord put out a challenge, uh, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Isaiah said, here am I, Lord, send me. He was willing to take on the challenge of an ungodly generation and make a stand for God. Sometimes you've got to make a stand for the Lord when it's not popular, when everybody else is doing their thing, when everybody else is being disobedient. But if you know the Lord, like you are to know the Lord and you get a conviction in your spirit, you need to hold fast with the conviction that God has put upon your life. Hold fast. To your profession of faith. Whatever God has put upon you to do, you're going to have to fight it. But I want to ask you are you up to the challenge? Are you you going to be one of those persons that are hot and cold spiritually? You're hot one month and cold the next. Everybody sees you in prayer one month. The next month, they don't see you in prayer. They'll see you fasting and praying and crying out to God and interceding like a real prayer warrior. And then you may take a little break for a while. God don't want you taking no breaks. He wants to know, can he trust you? And are you someone that is up to the challenge to go forth? Hallelujah. Isaiah had to preach to a whole nation's. He had to bring a word that was not always popular for the people to hear. But God wants us to know, the Lord wants us to be strong and courageous. He wants us to be up to the challenge. No, this may take all the energy. This may take all the strength that you have. This may take every bit of faith that you can muster up. But, oh, if God puts it out there for you, you need to be up to the challenge because your life is never going to be the same after that. Thank you, Lord. And even Jonah, while he was reluctant for quite a while, and until the Lord had to, you know, allow him to repeat that matter in the belly of the fish, ultimately he was up to the challenge and went forth and preached to to Nineveh, and they repented and God would not destroy them because one young man was up to the challenge to speak and to preach the word of God that turned the whole nation around for a while, even though it, ultimately they were destroyed. But there was mercy in Nineveh up to this point in time because even the king put everybody on a fast, praise God. And that was such a wonderful thing because one young man just took upon the challenge to accept what God said. And the Lord wants me to let you know this evening you need to accept fully what God has predestined for your life. He has things already in store for you. But you're going to have to be able to say yes to the Lord. Yes, Lord, I'll do that thing. And don't do it because it's something that you want to do. Usually when God has a challenge for you, it's generally something that you're really not Uh, thinking about, but he'll let you know this is crucial. This is a part of a calling. This is something that I want to see done, and all he needs is somebody that's willing to say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, I'll do it. And so when you do that thing, you're talking about receiving the favor of God. That means God can trust you. He needs men and women that he can trust that when he gives them a task, they're not going to allow the cares of life to throw them off or to cause them to get so distracted that they just totally disregard the calling or the purpose for which the Lord has instructed them, and the Lord is not going to uh, cause you to to have to be hurt or. Are unnecessarily disciplined, but when he gives you a calling upon your life, it should be looked at as a pleasure. This is a joy to do the work of the Lord because the Lord is pleased, and he wants us to do those things that please him. And so when you please the Lord, you basically receive his favor because the Lord knows that if he asks you to do something else, you're going to do it because your heart has been conditioned to do the will of God. Hallelujah. And I just want you to get this in your spirit today. I want you to get it in your spirit to know that the Lord is looking for men and women that he can call and put them in key positions so that the kingdom of God, hallelujah, stays active and is not slowed down because of a lack of a of, of willingness or a lack of uh, trust to just go forth and to do the work of the Lord. I want you to be so encouraged today. Thank the Lord that, that when he gives you a task, when he gives you a challenge, when he allows you to know very clearly that, He has a challenge for you. Be willing to say, Lord, your servant, hear it, as it was with the response of Samuel when he was a young boy and he heard the voice of God calling to him, but he was so immature uh, spiritually, he didn't even know the voice of God. He thought it was Eli that was calling him. But Eli had to tell him on numerous cases and numerous times that it wasn't him, but it was the Lord. And so he said, after a few times, he said, if you hear that voice one more time, say, Lord, uh, here I am, Lord, uh, your servant hears. Speak to me, all right? And so uh, he responded to the voice of God, said, speak, Lord, thy servant hears. And that launched the ministry of young Samuel because he heard the voice of God and he responded to the Lord. I just wonder if there's anybody under the sound of my voice that the Lord has spoken to you and you have not responded yet. He wants a response from you. He wants a yes, Lord, I'll do your will. Lord, whatever it is you have for me to do, my answer is yes. You don't want to leave the Lord hanging too long now because it's only by his favor and his grace that you and I even have the opportunity to minister or to accept the challenge for the Lord. Are you up to the challenge? That's my uh, appeal to you. That's my question to you. Because if you are up for the challenge, the Lord never gives a challenge to someone that he doesn't ultimately want to bless. Oh, hallelujah. I said the Lord is not going to give a challenge to any child of God that he has not already purposed that I'm going to bless them. After they do my will, after they do what I want, I'm going to bless them. Hallelujah. I just want you to get excited today. He wants you to accept the challenge, whatever it may be, and he'll let you know now how exactly what that challenge is. And you're going to have to say, yes, Lord, thy servant heareth. Lord, I hear you. I'm ready. I'm ready to go forth. Hallelujah. Oh, God, I just know it's, a, it's just some good things ahead. And you know what? Life is not supposed to be so predictable that there's nothing new and exciting happening in your life. He wants to bless you. He wants you to step out on faith. He wants you to be able to step out of the boat and be able to walk on some water, by, the, by your obedience. Praise the Lord. And the Lord, He wants us to take some steps of faith. Don't be so predictable. Don't let your life be an exercise in futility where you're just living out your days. Uh, every day is like every other day. Things get boring, things get predictable. Things get so mundane and mediocre that after a while you lose your enthusiasm for God. And then you begin to retreat spiritually. But the Lord is trying to fire you back up. He's trying to get you back on the right track. He's trying to get you on the road again to go forth. He's trying to stir you up. Hallelujah by way of remembrance I want to encourage you today the Lord is speaking to you and he wants some things done through your life he wants to use you as a vessel hallelujah he wants his uh, he wants his hand to be upon you until you do exactly what it is that he's uh, basically uh, ordained for you to do. And it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to hurt you or put you under a lot of pain, but he wants you to just be able to acknowledge him in this area. And he said he would direct your path. Hallelujah. I just want you to be excited today. I just want you to know that the Lord is moving by his spirit and he just wants to know, can he rely on you? Is there anybody out there that will take on a task? Is there anybody out there But say Lord here am I Send me I'll do it oh God I'll do it Lord praise the Lord And I'm going to take everybody Off of mute right now And I'm going to allow for some some, uh, Remarks And also if anyone has a question About this particular lesson Feel free right now to ask Your question Praise the Lord
0: Pastor Praise the Lord um, no, I was just listening to you and I you know, I was inspired by the word of God but I was also like putting everybody else, um, like Philip and the eunuch, I was thinking about those different um like the different scripture when mm-hmm. he was there right in time for the eunuch and then how you brought out Jonah and I was and I and it was I was just blown away because I enjoy that and I see if I make an effort to do what it is Christ is, you know, wanting me to do or accept what he wanted me to do, yeah. things will work out and you never know what impact is going to have on the next person's life,
1: You're as well helped. as
0: mine's too, right? Yeah.
1: What was that again?
0: I said as well as my life as well. You know, if I do oh. something, what Christ tell me to do. Right. Because your life is going to intersect with
1: somebody else's. Right. And it's so important. And you never know who the Lord can allow your life to make a difference in. You never know. So that's something to look forward to. I think everybody on the line needs to anticipate God using you in a way that changes somebody else's life. And that's a a God thing when he uses anybody. He can use anybody to help change somebody's life. That's what I love about the situation with Ananias. Just Just a regular man being used in an extraordinary way. Thank the Lord. And by him going and laying hands on Saul, I mean, that was phenomenal how the Lord was able to restore his sight and fill him with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Right. He got ministry started right away. There was no uh, delay, even though later on he would go uh, to the Arabian desert for three years for some specialized training. But in terms of him being an example and a witness to others, he began immediately to preach and to teach in the synagogues and to tell people about the Lord. Hallelujah. Right. Can
0: I ask you a question, mm-hmm. too? Uh, well, I'll wait mm-hmm. this over. I'll ask at the end. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go right in. Uh, okay. No, no, no. Okay, because I was going to ask how you said he had went off to the Arabian, you said desert or something like that. Mm-hmm. For me to, um like, to get more of a clear understanding, because I know I was looking at something. It was it's called, I think it's called some... um. Commentary. I don't know exactly which commentary okay. it was, but is that good to study to help you, like, further, yes, you know? Okay. Yes, is. is there a certain one I can grab? Um, there they have so different ones. There are so
1: many outstanding oh, commentaries out there.
0: Wow I mean was that one you tell me today? I'm a I'm a i don't
1: have any i don't have any 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 names in my head right of of that uh
0: okay you know uh
1: and I look at them all the time so uh but you'll you'll find many of them that'll be uh, any any of those would be acceptable like even Wycliffe
0: or wheatcliff uh right okay
1: he has, he has commentaries out that are pretty uh huh. Matthew Henry commentary as well.
0: I seen that one. I think it was Matthew Henry. Bye uh, yeah. bye. Right.
1: And uh, and also one of our, um, our our persons on the line states mm-hmm. that the Blue Letter the Blue Letter Bible dot com has also
0: commentaries that are online you can look at. Blue letter, okay, commentaries. Okay.
1: Blue Letter Bible. Go to Blue Letter Bible dot com. So have okay. and more than anything else, it's very important to pray and ask the Lord to increase your understanding. Right. Very, very important. Uh, And you have a lot of people that have sacrificed their, they've given their life to study in the word of God, to prepare uh, commentaries and other uh, Bible scripts to help people in their understanding. So these are people that followed their calling. Their calling was to expand the understanding of the word of God. And so whatever whatever your calling may be, you want to make sure you respond to God immediately because somebody's life is hedging on your obedience. Very important. Very important. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. Now, is there anyone else that has any questions or comments? Okay. Well, we certainly thank the Lord. Yes. Anybody else? lesson. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we want you to just continue on and whatever you do for the Lord, do it good. Do it well. Let the Lord be pleased with how you honor him in doing what you do for the Lord. Thank the Lord because we we just want the Lord to be able to say, well done thou good and faithful servant. Thank you, Jesus. And so we want you to Uh, carry on, and uh, if you have an opportunity to attend any of the Bible studies at Praise Temple, feel free to come by. We're at 3516 Linden Avenue in Long Beach, and uh, we're just looking forward to having... We always like uh, fresh faces. We always like fresh faces coming through, and we thank the Lord for each one of you, and we want you to be encouraged in the Lord